Hello, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of the Cave of Crimes. That's right. Today it's episode two from the medieval times. Yeah, I'm really excited about this one. It's going to be a little. Uh, we're gonna dive into another country, right? For all our listeners who were there last week, we spoke about John the Fearless. We went to France, but today. Our boy Fauzi here has got a story to tell us, and we are going to move to a different part of the Middle Ages. Where are we going? We're going to England, London. Oh, shit. London, baby. Yeah, laundry. Yeah. So, what's going on in London? Uh, Well, a lot, but we're going back in time. We're going back to the medieval times of London. It was a mess. It was brutal. And really terrifying to live back there in those times and today we'll be talking about thomas beckett also known as thomas of london okay thomas beckett thomas of london uh must be could be familiar to some of you guys like some people might know him especially if you're from england he's very known in united kingdom oh really yeah i guess he is because the church there is he's very famous for the church it's like you know notre dame here they have this giant church and the cathedral of canterbury oh canterbury yeah yeah because that's um like the you know that's like the infamous canterbury tales canterbury yeah you know comes with the same name yeah yeah i think yeah that's a town there or a city yeah but i am with my and it's not you know it's pretty sad this story just uh (laughs) spoiler alert is it going to be as bloody and Uh, betrayal like the last episode oh you know it we only bring the good stuff here to this cave yeah this cave is nothing but like backstabbing someone getting their head chopped off something Uh, that's very that's really true like that's exactly what it is all the time yeah it really is like a situation where especially now that we're going into the middle ages whether we're in you know medieval france or medieval england it always feels like yeah yeah everyone is such a piece of garbage like everyone's a horrible surprisingly yeah back in the day (laughs) i mean not that we're much better now i mean we're still horrible people today different kind of thirst for greed and power i would say i agree yeah definitely a lot more bloodthirsty i would Mm. i would think people were yeah there's still trickery today but back then there was just something going on yeah something going on in the world in the middle ages but uh anyways let's dive into this so yeah if you follow us on social media or instagram you can you could have probably saw that we uh put a teaser about this episode as well so today it's uh thomas beckett and the king he's king henry the second okay what now what time period are we talking uh we're going back to 1118 london okay yeah thomas beckett was born to norman parents of the merchant class he was pretty basic pretty poor yeah he wasn't like, like a normal lad yeah he was educated at london school though and finally at paris Whoa! Yeah, he 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 was able to travel later. Okay, how does, of, yeah. okay, okay. So you'll explain yeah, that. Yeah, it's like, yeah. How the hell did this guy, yeah. who's the son of merchants, get to Paris? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, deeply influenced in his childhood by his mother, though, who actually died when he was twenty-one. 
and this guy was described as a really tall he had sharp piercing eyes and dark hair and really pale face whoa and people say that he had a really extraordinary memory though he was neither a scholar nor a stylist at the time he really excelled in arguments and he had his way around with his words so this guy was uh-huh. like you know he was good with fucking talking and getting away with things so he kind of has a little bit of it all because he's a smart tall and good looking to go for him yeah all right so thomas entered adult life as a city clerk after three years he was introduced by his father to an archbishop to the archbishop of canterbury at the time he was called theobald of beck he was this guy was a monk at the cathedral of whose household thomas became a member later into the, it? yeah but this guy was a priest was that it yeah you know the the, the Theo, theobald of beck yeah, he theobald. was he was the archbishop of the cathedral at the time and he was like a monk mm. and so thomas here after becoming you know really close to him he won theobald's confidence and acted as his agent here like here's where things gets interesting start getting interesting in 1154 theobald as a reward for thomas's services he appointed him a senior christian clerk at the church he becomes the archdeacon yeah remember that cathedral because it's really important so he's a so 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 uh so beckett he becomes a priest himself. He become sort of. yeah, yeah he's like a, he's a, like a, yeah, a senior clerk. Yeah, he was like an important figure. He started becoming an important figure. He's like literally down like the next thing after the archbishop of the cathedral. That's pretty big. Yeah, okay. at the point at the moment, yeah. And less like less than 3 months, Theobald recommended him to Henry II as a chancellor. Yeah. He recommended him to the king. He's like, this guy's cool. You might like him. Oh, and the king. Yeah. And uh, in 1155, the next year, the following year, Beckett was made chancellor to Henry II. Henry trusted him right away and trusted his advice. Henry was the king of England at the time. Side note, though, he was the first king of his house. And he had eight children, and later on, three of his sons become king. Thomas Beckett? No, of Henry. Henry II, he was the first king of his house. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and... By the way, you're talking about Henry II. Henry II. What about uh, just a quick little reminder from everybody from our last episode, which was... That was before... In the uh, 1371. Exactly. Who was the king of England during the Hundred Years' War? Henry the Fifth. Was it Henry the Fifth or Charles the Fifth? No, no, because no, Charles is from is the king of France. The oh, king of England right. during the Hundred Years' War yeah, is Henry yeah, yeah. V. So that's one of his sons. I I'm not yeah. sure. Three I'm lineages gonna, down. Yeah, because it's be. yeah, because I from what I've searched, it says that three of his sons later become king. That's probably one of them. I mean, one of them eventually ends I'm up. I'm not be- sure. I mean, though. one of the grandson of him, the grandson, grandson. Yeah, ends probably up could Henry be Henry the fifth, because this is two hundred years after the, the events yeah. of this. This is two hundred ten years. Pretty after, much. Pretty much. Yeah. During any anywho, 
Yeah. Just a little, I like these little historical side notes, history. <laughs> yeah. Is, you know, before that, but anyways. Yeah. So Thomas here, like you know, was the was the king's man. He, people called him the king's man. He was trusted by him, and his advice was always trusted as well. Uh, Thomas here showed up to the full of his brilliant abilities. He helped repairing the Tower of London. He helped conducting embassies and rising in leading tr and leading troops in war. Mm -hmm. He started leading troops as well. Thomas? Yeah, that's, that's from one of the books I fucking read. It says that he was, you know, he, he led troops in war. That's insane. I know. Because it's like, this guy was a church dude. Well, I guess it, back in those that's, days, you know, were he, a church person. But like when he became the chancellor of the king, his positions start raising. And if you know, like the king and the church, they weren't really on good terms all the time. Yeah. So he was trusted completely by the king. And being older than Henry by 15 years, Thomas was older than Henry by 15 years. Oh, okay. They had this elder, younger brother affection between each other. Like they would always play together like young boys of the same age. They did actually, as funny as it sounds, <laughs> like, you know, Roy, like play fucking games, like fucking chess or I don't know, like right. or hang out all they, the time. They used to chill and stuff. Like, yeah, joke with each other. It was actually said that once they, they went out together in winter and it was like freezing cold. And they saw this old man dressed in rags. Thomas was wearing a fine, thick, new cloak, finer than the king's, that it was noticeable to people. So the king said to Thomas, would it not be a great act of charity to give a poor man a thick cape to warm him through the winter? To which Thomas replied, oh yes, my lord, of course, but you should have the honor. And the king said, oh, no, you should. <laughs> so they stopped fucking fighting in the street. What? And like, he's like, no, you should give him the cave. And he's like, no, you should give him your what cave. The You're like the king, you know? Stepbrothers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Will Ferrell? And he's like, no, you should. No, you should. And so like they stopped. <laughs> oh, my God. What kind of weirdo yeah. friendship is this? They this is like, like a cop. But this is like a cop movie. Yeah, like, like yeah, yeah. You can, here you can feel like, you know, they're like, yeah, acting like friends. But like when shit gets serious, they're like, oh, no. Oh, like yeah I don't want it you you should and no, after like you should bro no you should <laughs> oh my god and after like pulling and pushing each other Thomas allows the king to win and offers escape to the poor dude and they walk away laughing laughing like best friends and never like wow. th that was actually very like very like beautiful and weird at the same time because never yeah. in Christian times were two great friends with the same set of mind all games aside, though, the king never let Thomas forget that he is master. Yeah, of like course. there was, was there like... was like so many points in 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 like the fucking book I was checking that like you can see that the king always like mention or like when things get heated, he's like, "I'm the king." Like uh, friendship goes man. aside, you know. So he's just like, "Hey, bitch, don't forget, I run the I'm shit. master here, I'm you know. The king. You're the chancellor. I know we're best buddies. Exactly. But don't forget, yeah, I run this shit. God damn, dude! Like all these people, like he's, it's weird. It's crazy. and it makes me sad because, like, 
at some point like i did feel like they had this connection between each other like they were like brothers despite the 15 years age difference between each other and later on so you can you can like you can see that even more how old is thomas beckett and how old is henry the second i don't i don't know it's uh we gotta go back to the dates to figure that out actually. oh that's true i mean you do have them there but... i do but we need to calculate this shit to figure out the time how old beckett was i think he was in his 30s though the king was young here as beautiful as this bond sounds sadly it doesn't end well look i i mean something's got some shit's gonna go down clearly yeah whether actually beckett was fully satisfied with his life as a you know as a as chancellor in another matter in general uh, there can be no doubt that in public affairs he was the king's man like people actually called him that back to the cathedral of canterbury this place was the powerhouse of the english church and in that century its allegiance was not to the crown but to the pope yeah. who had authorities over everything and everyone, a commoner and a king. Yeah. Like the Pope was very powerful at the time. Yeah, yeah. Even the- Henry II, like that was a big problem for him because, you know, he wasn't on very good terms with the church. He didn't really like the Pope so much, but still he was like, you know, like the God. He's like, oh, I can't fuck with that, you know? That's insanity, right? It is. It, it was always really like that. Dramatic later in his, I mean, he was always like that in medieval Roman times. Empire, yeah, Empire exactly. Like, stuff, it, like it was always like crowns and royal families were not on good terms with the church or the pope. No, there was always a back and forth. Exactly. Yeah. So, so that was a big problem for Henry. Henry hoped to appoint Thomas as the next Archbishop of Canterbury Cathedral. That cathedral was always the spot of a violent conflict between the Roman Church, the Pope, and the English Crown. It was like, you know, it was like the good shit. It was the, this building, this thing that is very important, and both wanted it. Well, it was actually like more belonged to the Pope, basically. Like I it think. was like, like the both the, 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 yeah. the king and also the yeah. church wanted a fight. Yeah, and, and, and like Henry, Henry, you know, was like friends with Thomas. So he was like, you know what? This like Theobald of Beck guy, the mm. archbishop of this, he's going to die soon. And like, you know, I want, I'm hoping like Thomas would become the archbishop. So he will help me because he's his close friend and he's also mm. the chancellor of the king. So he'll have control over that, over the cathedral of this, right. of this church. And this fucking cathedral, like, like laws and fucking things has to go through it before it get decided on or like the king is gonna do something it has to go through the church's approval you know right yeah so for the henry the second it's perfect if thomas gets to yeah he's like oh he's my friend i'm gonna get everything done everything for me and and then the church will be in my pocket as well henry boy always gets his way he was like a sneaky bastard Apparently, yeah, I mean, <laughs> who would always clearly. who was always able to get his way. Thomas was aware of the king's intentions, and he tried to dissuade him. Yeah, he tried to. Do, yeah, he tried. Yeah, so he tried to dissuade him by telling him it's not a good idea. He actually refused. He said to him, "No, I can't do this." He can't do what, what he doesn't want to become the archbishop of of the cathedral because he felt he felt like you know he has to choose sides now. It's either God or King. 
and he can't choose both he's like i'm really like devoted to god and everything but i i serve the king and i'm like you know he told him like he's like yeah if you become this you're gonna be do both doing both and i'm gonna be like over control over the church and he's gonna be like no i'm warning you that's not a good idea you don't want to do this. So Thomas sort of realizes that if he, he becomes the head guy, he's going to be basically selling the church to the king and he doesn't want to do that. Exactly. But also he want to be, if he like became bishop, he wanted it to, he wanted to devote his life to God and God only. He doesn't want the king's life and the royal life anymore. Mm. He, he will see that later. Right. And Henry had authority and power that he was actually able to, seduce the pope or whoever in charge to get thomas to be the next archbishop if he wants to but thomas didn't want to right anyway oh boy yeah, yeah okay okay here we anyway, go so now the problems start to seep in exactly henry persisted on thomas and keep pressuring him and thomas was elected oh he took it he took it okay once he began once he became archbishop of canterbury cathedral thomas changed a lot Thomas changed both his outlook and his way of life and his way of living. He became devoted and embraced that life with all its Christian laws. Mm. He became really, really religious and really devoted to, to, to the church. And this change has baffled historians and people around him. And explanations have been attempted that Thomas was intoxicated by his admission to dominate. And, you know, he, he, cause he had that pride as much as Henry. Right. The, the, people said they had the same character almost, you know, that they were both had this like admission to dominate or, or like love of power. And, yeah. and once they were put in that spot, they took it, you know, and, and, and it, it took them down like a really dark place. Okay, so he starts to go crazy. He starts he to become being, like a mad... Like he a, stopped like being a, weird, you know? Like taking over with the power and, and, and kind of becoming... Yeah, yeah, like it was very noticeable. And here Henry started to start like feeling like shit. The guy was like, oh, what the fuck is going on? This guy is like, you know, he's not he's not like doing what I'm asking. He's being weird. I don't like this anymore. Oh, shit. He stopped freaking out, you know? He liked the power too much. Yeah, because like things start going against the wind. And he's like, oh, but I'm king and this guy doesn't care anymore. You know? See, this is the problem, right? Because what what um what the what Henry the Second wanted is he was like, I'm gonna stick this guy in, and then he's gonna be a shill because then I could control exactly. him. And it turns out that he's even more power hungry than Theobald. Yeah, he's in charge of this place now. Even like orders from the king has to go through this place to be approved. You know? Yeah. So this guy was like, yeah, I'm, I'm like, he was like very displeased with this attitude and behavior and sudden change of Thomas. So Thomas immediately resigned the chancellorship of the king. He's like, no, I'm quitting this shit. I'm going to be the archbishop of this place. And yeah, bitch, I'm not working for you anymore. <laughs> yeah. Good luck with that, dude. And people also say that the king actually like forced him to quit because he was like, it's between like, I don't know if it's jealousy or like, just like he didn't, he like, you know, you can't have two, two anymore. You, you know, you're out of here. Get the fuck out of here. You know, like you're not the chancellor anymore. So he kind of forced him. So here are good relations between Thomas and Henry. We're now at the end and their friendship revealed its ugly face. In 1164, 
that's like 10 years after i think or, oh, so 10 or, years or like eight like years just, yeah uh, they're like now they're not I bffs think so. anymore yeah oh yeah like they're the, <laughs> things are heated between them you know oh shit amount of years passed and thomas was summoned by the king he was summoned to a trial to a trial he was like, summoned to a trial by king after but but like he allowed 10 years to pass by almost i think yeah because like things were heated between them and here like i'll get to it like he's the he would agree on things by the king and then reject revoking it and like say that he didn't say that or like orally agree on things and then like not approve it on paper Mm -hmm. things were like being you know not not cool between them so he was he summoned him and uh, it was clear that Henry intended to ruin and imprison him at the moment, or at least forced him to quit being archbishop too. He thought like, yeah, he thought like uh, threatening him. The king and the and the king was encouraged by some bishops of England. So there's the, this is another thing like England. Oh, yeah, there was a, a lot of, of bishops in England were jealous of Thomas and didn't really like him so much. Uh, so they were taking the side of the king and encouraging him and like fucking like talking shit about Thomas all the time. Yeah, telling yeah. him he did this and he did that. He was against us. He was this, he was that. And the king was fucking furious with these news and with, yeah, these, yeah. with these bishops going and coming back and coming back and leaving and with these all these things like Thomas did this and that. So throughout the years, it yeah, was yeah. talking mad shit about exactly to henry the second and these little jealous motherfuckers what they want to do is get him out the way so they can fight for the fuck for the yeah spot exactly and the archbishop so here our homeboy thomas was like fuck this shit and he escaped he fucking escaped what do you mean what, he what? escaped the palace and he is fucking escaped in disguise and he took he, he went and take refuge with louis of france oh. he went to paris yeah uh, yeah louis. he escaped well, this is like a previous yeah much more previous louis well louis, well, louis that louis the seventh louis the seventh <laughs> so yeah he escaped and in disguise and take ref- and he, he took refuge uh with in in, in france with louis the seventh oh shit. yeah henry meanwhile had seized all his properties and banished him but Thomas here was still Archbishop, like, don't forget that. Yes, he was banished. Yes, he escaped. But he was still Archbishop of the Church of the Canterbury Cathedral. And things has to go through him. Yeah. He's you know, just, still, he, the king still is furious and pissed and not happy with this. Because, you know, obviously he was still Archbishop. He actually, like, banished all his supporters and had exiled all Thomas's close relatives as well. Thomas's exile lasted for six years, actually. Wow. He was, yeah, he stayed in France all this time. And Thomas distrusted the king and was in return hated by him. Yeah, I mean, of course. Yeah. The guy ran away. So now if, I, th- I would imagine it's like you're, you know, it's like on site. Yeah, I see yeah. you're dead. Exactly. Like, it really bothers me because, like, uh, as I was like researching and reading this, they had really this like beautiful relationship between them that you can actually believe that they were like brothers or they actually loved each other at some point. But then when shit gets serious or like authority comes in or power, you see the king getting jealous or feeling weird, and and Thomas in return feels the same way right away, and and you all this like friendship fades away, and all that love they had between them start like being weird, and. Uh, 
it's not shocking in the Middle Ages. Like, it's not shocking. No, you not. see that all the fucking time. You see it all the fucking time. When power comes... To, you see that all, throughout history. You see that history. today. I mean, think about it. Like, you have a dude... When you talk about the king, and, you know, we talked about it before. Back in those days, it was always... There was always a power struggle between the throne and the church. And it always was like that. I yeah. mean, even, even if it wasn't, even when you're talking about the top people of authority, the top people in power, like you said, at some point, Henry the second has yeah. to, he has to crack his whip and say, don't forget who runs this because it's this, always like yeah, one person yeah. killing the next one yeah. to see who's going to get the throne. It doesn't matter. This does backfire later. And okay, not okay. in a good way. So in 1170, six years after all these fucked up events. So our boy Thomas is living in France eating croissants. Just uh, I don't out. know. Yeah, probably eating baguettes too. Yeah. And yeah, uh, the Pope actually in that year in 1170, uh, the Pope pursued Henry to back down on these things on the banishing and all the fucking fucked up shit he's been doing and henry can't say no when the pope intervene oh man so it was agreed that thomas should return to Canter canterbury and receive back all his possessions <laughs> really yeah this dude gets to come back and gets all his and shit he gets back. To sleep on his golden bed yeah he was like you know what you're gonna let fucking Thomas get back home and you're gonna shove it up your ass and give him all his shit back. And Henry was like, I can't say no to the Pope. Well, I mean, not right now. Not right now, yeah. Some shits, I mean, there is no way. Yeah, you, can you can feel have, can imagine like Henry the second. Why would Henry, is. yeah, why would Henry back down if he's not fucking baking something? Yeah. You know, he's like, yeah, you can, you can come back here. I'll give him all this stuff. Sneaky. But like, yeah, you can feel course. like, what? Six years, you motherfucker. And now you want to give him his shit back? What are you, what, what, what are you hiding behind that cape? Uh-huh. Yeah, you bet. There's definitely something he's cooking. He's cooking something. So Thomas returned to Canterbury on December the second of that year. He returns and was received with enthusiasm from his friends and the monks he used to be around, and not very much happiness from the bishops who hated him. Oh, of course. So in that same year, same month, probably on Christmas, angry bishops would be suspended from authority after Thomas's return because of him and his orders they went to the king mad wait. and furious wait the bishops were suspended yes from authority by Thomas yes so, oh so Thomas yo Thomas is the man yeah he's this like dude came I'm back. putting my foot he's down like, fuck you fuck <laughs> you fuck you like oh my god he's, he's like I'm back home this, dude came this is back. my fucking castle yeah. get the uh, fuck out of here bitch I love him he came back he's awesome everyone. he is he He's really like he was fearless as much as John was fearless and he well, earned that yeah, title. Yeah. Thomas was like 10 times more fearless. Like you would see later. Like he's he was like, I don't I'm not scared of you fucking king. I'm not scared of no one, bitch. Wow. This dude came Even back. though he was backed by the Pope, though. I mean, he's backed by the most powerful man. Exactly. Back. Like, yeah. Time. Like this is like Roman Empire. Don't fuck with that. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he kicked his feet up and was like. You're all out of here. Exactly. I'm back, baby. 
Okay. So these motherfuckers, they went to the king and complained. And the king went insane here. He was like, because these were like his men kind of. And some violent words of Henry were taken literally by four leading knights of the court. King Henry II, being pissed as fuck, said his most famous line in the history of England to this day, quote, who will rid me of this troublesome priest, unquote. But he was just pissed, you know, and he fucking said that out loud in the court. Uh-huh. And a bunch of people raise their hands. The knights, the lead knights of the court, these were like fearless champions. These were fighters. These were knights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like the fucking mountain or some exactly. shit. Exactly. Yeah. Shadows. King Henry II unintentionally set in motion the most famous assassination in English history. The four leading knights of the court heard these words. And took them as order to avenge the honor of their lord without actually a straightforward command from the king they proceeded swiftly to canterbury they forced themselves into the archbishop presence and there at twilight and in the words of an eyewitness actually quote the wicked knight leaped suddenly upon him, cutting off the top of his crown. Next, what? yeah, they fucking smashed him in his crown, chopping off the crown in half. The, oh, oh, not as like they like they took. The he crown didn't of budge. The... He didn't Whoa. fucking budge, and he was. I'm not scared of you. I'm not fucking terrified of you. You want to kill me? Go ahead, kill me. But they only crushed the crown yeah, of the, of the yeah, of, and, of and, Thomas, and, not and, him, not him. No, they hit him in the, in the skull and he stopped bleeding on the side of his oh, face. Oh, okay, they like, okay. Yeah, but he didn't fucking move. Next, he received a second blow on his head again, but still he stood firm and immovable. Because he was a giant, like not a giant, but he was tall. Yeah, he wasn't a little guy. Yeah. Okay. At the third blow from the other night, he fell on his knees and elbows offering himself as a living sacrifice and saying in a low voice quote for the name of jesus and the protection of the church i am ready to embrace death what a fucking yeah yo give him but, give this man his flowers what a badass yeah exactly I, i'm like I, when i was like reading this i was like wow if like this is fucking amazing this guy was badass this guy was fucking fearless for real. Wow, look but face. The look third face night, it is said fuck. that the fourth night didn't actually do anything, but he did participate in the crime, but he didn't actually do anything. Yeah. The third night, but the third night, the third warrior jumps and inflict a terrible wound to him by this stroke. The crown of his head was separated from the from the head in such way that the blood gushed out of his skull and his brain fell out his on the floor. He just fucking His brain out fell all. out oh. from his broken skull on the floor and his blood dyed the floor red. Oh, fuck. 
I like Thomas, man. The same clerk, the same fucking clerk who had entered with the knights was called Hugh Horsey. He was a clerk in a holy orders known as the evil Dickon. He was an evil clerk. He was conspiring with the knights, with the king. Bastard. Yes, he that's actually... That's how they found him? That's that how it? he entered, how they entered. And this motherfucker participated in the murder. He placed his foot on the neck of the holy priest after he was fucking bleeding and his, and his skull brain was, was like fucking yeah and with his dagger he scattered the brains and the blood even more he scrapped thomas's brains out on the bathing stones crying out to the others quote let us away knights this fellow will arise no more unquote dirty son of a bitch the knights left leaving every monk watching in a state of terror and shock of what they just witnessed some of them rushed to the fucking priest dapping their fingers in his blood or filled jars and get away with as much as they could what the fuck really <laughs> as they fucked started, up like, taking blood and yeah as fucked up as this sound unfortunately it happened i'm not shocked actually these motherfuckers are nuts like they're monks in a church who's virgins what do you expect from people not getting laid? <laughs> like even nuns, fucking... even like nuns, oh you know, they, they rush to him in his freak status, and you know they just start dapping their clothes and 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 in his own in blood. his blood, yeah, and and you know, they people say that miracles were being performed afterwards from his blood like afterwards like they will take that cloth or the blood from the jar they collected and they would like mix it with water and bathe ill people with that water and they will be healed like other people will drink that water that that blood mixed with water and and they will be healed some blind people will get their sight back. There were like stories of miracles happening yeah. from from like you know drinking his blood or from bathing in, in his blood. Yeah, motherfuckers, they don't deserve it. After everything they did, they fucking betrayed him. These four knights <sighs> yeah, and then the other yeah, clergy yeah. boy who fucking helped to find this him. This motherfucking clerk was a sneaky bastard. He was in an evil order. Yeah. So Thomas was buried right away that night in a, in the crypt by his followers. He was buried really fast. Because rumors were saying that the knights who killed him, they came back the other day to get the body and to take it out and shame it in public. They wanted to fucking drag him by a horse in front of everyone or hang him in the city. Oh, shit. Yeah, to like, you know, to show people. Dude, people <sighs> like, fuck. Yeah, the king was, was shocked also when he heard this. I don't know like there isn't much information about this if he was like happy or because he didn't really give direct order from what we know about this story or maybe he did and he made it sound like he didn't people vary on telling the story exactly right. but they just say that he unintentionally for out of anger said these words and his knights just took him really seriously right away you that's know? kind of crazy imagine that afterwards you know you have henry the second is like no dude like no no i just i was just joking you didn't yeah have yeah jesus you did what remember I, they I, were I, still I, best friends it, yeah exactly that's why it makes me sad it's, it, it even gets sadder dude like within a few Jeez. days after I thomas's death within a few days after his death it was rumored that a cult in his name 
was formed and went on to flourish throughout Europe. Oh, yeah, really? Yes, there was a cult in his name, and his tomb became a goal of pilgrimage for hundreds of years. And, well, oh yeah, yeah. Like he was, it was really famous back for like the la- the next like thirty centuries. Like it was insane. The I next see. three centuries, yeah. He's like stayed popular and stuff. After four I- years, after four years, in eleven forty seven, Henry went to Canterbury asking for forgiveness. Really? Like, what do you call this? Penicet? Penicet? Oh, uh, um, penises or something like this? Penitence. Yeah, and penitence. Uh, and uh, he went asking for forgiveness, and he was absolved. Thing, whatever. He fucking kneeled on his on his uh, tomb, and he cried, and he. Really? Yeah, because he he. Uh, when I was reading this, I felt that he he was he wasn't maybe faking this that he actually missed him. He, it's already been four years, and he probably missed that friend of his, the that side of Thomas, you know. Yeah, of course. Because he was like a father figure to him more than just a friend, you know? I mean, he didn't... Yeah, I mean, after four years, he didn't have to ask for forgiveness or anything. So if he's doing it, it's because yeah. he felt... Yeah, he felt guilty. He felt, he felt, he, really he felt guilt. He felt regret, you know? And it's not like he was like, look, we're going to go out and we're going to kill him. He just reacted in the moment and these four <sighs> knights took it to heart and they were like, you know what? We're Let's avenging our lord. And then he was like, wait a minute. Nah, you didn't have to like do all that. You didn't have to Pro- like... I'm assuming it was like that. I'm assuming it was like that. And he was like ashamed for, for, for a long time to talk about it or like, you know. Anyway, actually like uh, for almost four centuries, churches were dedicated actually to him later. Um, a lot of churches were dedicated to him. What a fucking mess. That is nuts, dude. I hate like what greed and power does to people sometimes like it's just scary yeah it's really freaky dude when you think about the fact that these two you know you got this relationship between these two very powerful dudes and they're like best friends and I mean it is it is you are fighting over who's gonna give a coat to a homeless person (laughs) I mean yeah they were playing like you know like brothers play and and to see that fucking friendship go go to our, uh, uh, in the wrong direction and the king using his power to banish and, and make always like he's like yeah I'm master don't forget that I'm master friendship aside I'm your master it's always like that it's though. always like that and it's that what pissed like me off like maybe Thomas was not a bad guy as much as like he had they say a mission for to dominate and lead as well he was he was a nice person he was smart he was really smart he was fearless for sure. He was Clearly. courageous. I mean, this guy was standing in front of knights. They were beating him to exactly. death. And he was like, do it again. Go ahead, bro. Do it again. That is wild. This guy is... And it's it's really, it's really, it's strange. Because they, he was, he was murdered on the 29th of December. Which is my birthday. <laughs> Whoa. When I... You on December when 29th? I, yeah, when I was, like, researching cases and shit, and I saw, like, murder on 29th of December, I was like, Whoa, I gotta do this. <laughs> what a dick. They couldn't have waited for New Year's? They couldn't have let this guy fucking... It's fucking weird, dude. Like, on the fifth day of Christmas, they're like, Yeah, we're fucking everybody's Christmas up. <laughs> like, just wait until December... Wait until January 1st, at least. Let this man enjoy his freaking grapes. Not to kill him right away. It's like really that. sad. It's really sad. So tonight we drink for Thomas Beckett and his king Henry the Second, for they were brothers once and remarkable men. 
with complex characters. Beautiful. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas, <laughs> even though it's like, what, July 16th? Christmas in July, baby. Well, pour one out for the dead homie. Pour, pour, uh, pour a little bit of ale. Yeah, what a brutal mess. A mead, you know? Brainy, brutal, bloody mess. That's so sad, dude. I don't. It really kills me when these types of things happen. I really like. I it, it does. It does. Yeah. It does. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's kind of like our previous story as well. These. It's like when you start talking about the the top levels of power, it's always the same. These guys all end up killing each it other. It pisses me off, man. Because like, why can't everyone just be nice? Like you guys are. Whatever it is, dude. I don't like think it works that way at that level, man. I think at that level <sighs> you can't be. Because then think about it. You got like, like if, this is if, royal shit. I get it. It's yeah, power. You know it's how policy. Many guys are in line it's, trying to kill Henry the Second so they could take the throne instead. There's million. I mean, even your own family will kill you for power, dude. This it's, is what uh, yeah. It's, it's really sad what like the humans could do. Yeah, to just like show power or have more power than you already have. Like you're already the king, you know. I don't know if it's also bad that it makes me sad that it was not necessarily a mistake because obviously let's not forget that uh king uh henry ii did want he really was pissed as hell and he did want to hurt thomas that's what i but, felt too who knows if his intention that night was like let's go kill yeah him no i don't think so either like that's what i felt too you know like because because like it's very different from all these other assassinations or murders because like you can feel these two like actually like had this this friendship even though they hated each other in the end and and like you know distrusted each other at some point you can still feel that it could be it could be like resolved it could be fixed later on but no you don't fuck with the knights you don't fuck with, with such things those were hitmans he had like four hitmans in his court I mean, then again, if you think about it that way, if he dared to say those words in front of these knights, maybe yeah. he didn't want to kill this guy. I mean, maybe like, he really was like, yeah, you know what? Kill him. I'm tired of this dude. Yeah, he was actually asking for it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he probably was asking to... I mean, yeah. He really was looking to murder this guy because if these were the four baddest dudes in the whole court, like, these were the baddest, Yeah. yeah. you know? Like, then he was like, you know what? Just off him. Well, take care of his ass. This this story is actually gigantic. I had to like make, get the really important stuff out of it. I hope you really guys enjoyed it. I did. If you like it, you can actually read more about it because it's very interesting. And that Canterbury Cathedral, it's still there until now, and it's very yeah. famous, like tourists' yeah. Yeah. place in in London. You know, I didn't know about this and. Yeah, I mean, one of the most famous books in English history. Yes, yeah, yeah. One of so, the very first books in modern English is, you know, so, yeah. Canterbury. So, yeah. There you have it, guys. Well, I mean, Thomas Pickett. I liked it a lot, man. I, I really, uh, I like this guy a lot, man. At least with uh, the previous dude, you know, the John the Fearless. Yeah. Guy. He was kind of cool, but also a bit of a douchebag. This guy yeah. seemed like, you know, he was okay. Yes, he did have his drawbacks. He was a, a very power hungry individual but he also seemed like he was just very uh he was kind of a badass he, he yeah stuck, as much he as he was like his, religious you know he yeah. was he was a badass yeah definitely stuck to his guns and yeah well all right make sure you don't go make friendship and 
asking people to murder your friends afterwards. This is like an old school version of like that term, don't mix business and pleasure or don't <laughs> shit where you eat. Like if you're going to work, don't make too many friendships. Yeah. You know, not really. Yeah, yeah no, it's guys. Like, just stay away from that. So if you are, you know, the manager of an Applebee's or like some type of like, or like a Friday's or something, don't get too close to, you know, you never know yeah. these types of things occur perhaps. But I mean, you know, that's kind of what we're learning from these episodes. It's been hundreds and hundreds of years, but there's just certain things in human, in, in, in our world that don't really change. Pretty much. Well, we'll leave you with that bloody mess tonight. Yeah. Until next week. Until next week, we have another juicy story coming up. Who knows where we travel to next, folks? Will we stay in England? Maybe we go back to France. Maybe go we go to uh, modern day Italy. Who knows? Maybe yeah. where we go to next in this dark little portal in the Fauzi Cave of Crimes. There you have it, folks. Have a good night. Good night, everybody. Mm-hmm.